In this episode of Nonprofit Success, I share how you can successfully market your next nonprofit event. You're listening to Nonprofit Success, a podcast all about nonprofit marketing for nonprofit leaders, helping you impact more lives by answering the questions you need to define and build a powerful nonprofit marketing strategy. Welcome to Nonprofit Success, the podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and promotion resource for nonprofit leaders. I'm Justin Raymond, and since it's the beginning of the new year, depending on when you're listening to this episode, but I am recording this episode in the beginning of the new year, 2019, uh, January, I think we should talk about events and how to promote those events. Now, I've seen a lot of nonprofit events. I'm, I've also received already some emails for nonprofit events. And the kind of the events that I see are 5Ks. I see bike rides. One 5K is done by a Note in the Pocket. They're a uh, Raleigh based nonprofit. And then also, there's an MS ride in New Bern in September that I signed up for. I'm excited about. I'm going to try to bike 100 miles. It's something I've never done before, so that will be exciting. And then I'm also supporting MS at the same time. And then other events as well, whether it's celebrations like a 10-year anniversary or just an ice cream social or just an opportunity for 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 you to get your supporters and people to come to meet those that you help. So you have all of those events and more scheduled throughout the year, hopefully scheduled already on your marketing plan on your nonprofit plan for when you're having those. If not, you know, eventually you'll get to that point. But regardless, you have all of these events throughout the year, and it's a way for people to connect with your organization. It's a way for people to learn more about your organization. It's a way to see how big your tribe is, how many people love what you're about, how many people care about your cause. And it's also an important way for people to donate. And donations are obviously critical um, when it comes to your nonprofit. So that's one of the end goals, right? To anything you guys do, getting donations and getting them to join your cause. So when you do these events, you know, they need to produce solid results. You're not just doing an event just to have fun. You need to do an event to get good results and help you reach your fundraising goals for the year. So let's talk about when you should start promoting marketing your events from what i've done in the past i've helped uh my church promote an event they did uh just just for example um help my church promote an event it was a luau and we started promoting the event about six weeks out and i don't know how big your nonprofit is uh what organization you're currently with as you're listening to this podcast but we ended up getting 150 people registered for this Luau event. And that's great because it was location specific. It was specifically in this area. We're looking to get more exposure from this specific community. And so we had 150 people re- register for this event. And we started registering, started, excuse me, started promoting and marketing this event six weeks out. And the reason you want to do six weeks out is because if it's more than six weeks, People might look at whatever promotion material you send out and forget about it. I mean, you know how many emails and how many marketing messages they get a day? It's thousands and people are 
deleting or choosing stuff to do or not to do or to remember to not remember. So if you start sending emails before six weeks out, before your event, they're most likely to forget about it, not act, not fill out a form and register for your event. Just because it's too far away, there's no urgency evolved and they don't know what's gonna happen from X amount of months from now. A lot of things can change. So it's kind of pointless to start ahead of, ahead of, ahead of that. And so if you start six weeks out, it's a little more than a month. And people that love your cause and already know about you are more likely to register for your event right then and there. They receive that email, it might be something you do annually. And they're like, I know when this event's gonna be, you guys do it every year, I'm gonna sign up for it on this date. And then you get those people, right? But also you're sending all these other messages to maybe people that haven't been uh, consistently involved with your organization or consistently donated. And so they're not likely to register yet. But maybe those people that registered will reach out to their friends, their families to sign up uh, during that time. Or maybe, you know, regardless, whatever happens, happens. And so when that six six week period um, hold on, just, just uh, pull it back for a second. So depending on what you require them to do, some organizations like um, the MS route I'm going to be writing for requires me also to raise money along with this bike ride. So we have to have to raise probably 300 plus dollars on top of what I paid for to do this bike ride. And so sometimes it makes sense to send it six weeks prior because if you're asking people to raise money for this cause, then that's something entirely different. But I haven't seen a lot of events do that. But if that's something you do, that's great. I think that's a great idea. On top of getting people to pay to run your race or bike ride or attend your event, you're also asking them to raise money, which is awesome. It's another way to obviously get towards your fundraising goals. But if you're doing an event, and you don't need that person that signed up to your event to do any kind of fundraising or you don't ask them to do any kind of fundraising, then six weeks out is ideal. People can look at their calendar, they know what's going on, and people obviously get frustrated when they receive a lot of the same messages, a lot of the same material over and over and over again. Just to think about it from your perspective, seeing the same advertisement, over and over again it's really annoying i mean just think about it when you're if you're binge watching netflix and you're watching this show um and you keep seeing the ad every time it's a commercial break whether it's the same three ads two ads it's happened to me before and it's never necessarily worked like i don't think i've ever purchased a product off of that just because i'm like man i don't want to watch that show now because that made me mad that i saw that ad like four or five times like i'm sick of it you know i'm done so six weeks is a great time to start marketing your event. And so during that six weeks, you're probably wondering, okay, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get word out about my event? Now there's a lot of different ways to do that. And depending on who your audience is, um, you know, depending on what your cause is, it might be different. And so before you market your event, before you do any kind of marketing, I know I continue to go back to this, but it's very important. It's understanding your positioning and your audience, knowing who your audience is and where they go to get the information about what you do, the kind of things uh, that you care about and they care about. So hopefully by now you know what channels 
um, they go to, what social networks are important to them. And you're supposed to leverage that to get word out about your event. So during that six week period, I recommend sending out probably, let's see, one, two, probably four or five emails I think you should send out during that six week period. And now you're not sending out register for event to those people that already registered to your event. That should be a different set of emails. If they already registered for your event, you should have some other emails set up for those people, getting them excited about the event and getting them to talk about this event with their friends, with their family, and talk about others about your cause and getting them kind of like a referral source after they sign up. And those people that haven't signed up yet, if that first email didn't work, that first email most likely is gonna be an announcement. The next email you should send probably a month out saying, hey, a month from now we're doing this event. We're excited about it. We would love for you to come. Something along the lines of that, right? There's a little bit of urgency a month out. You can say, hey, we only have X amount of seats left. We're only allowed to have this amount of racers or this amount of t-shirts. Um, you know, Something to create urgency, something that people wouldn't want to miss out on. And then I would wait another week and then send an email. And you know, as you get closer to the event, you can obviously send more emails because people more likely will sign up because of the urgency and they know what their schedule is and they know what's going on. So probably four or five emails during that six week period. And on top of that, you should also consider sending out some kind of invitation to your list, whether it's a postcard, um, whether it's just a nice um, invitation, you're putting in a little envelope um, about what your event is about and make it visual, uh, make it exciting and make it short and sweet to inspire, motivate them and put a link on there that they can go to to sign up for your event. Make it real simple. Also, you need to touch on during that six week period is social media. Make it exciting. Use Facebook, use Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, whatever your audience is. Whoever manages your social media network, think about how you can leverage that. Share videos of what has happened at your event in the past. If you have previous videos, previous images, Share what has happened in the past. And I think that will excite people because they'll know what to expect, especially if you have testimonials from people that have run your race, um, from the clients that you've helped or the people that you've helped, people talking, videos of the event, exciting people. Um, and just from that emotional standpoint are more likely to influence a lot more of those people. So what's going on in the past, uh, possibly behind the scenes of the event, what you're doing to set up for the event uh, from the volunteers. Um, maybe you have uh, some celebrity, local celebrity coming, get him to talk on there, him or her to talk on there, and just what you're doing to get ready for this event. Like if it's a race, it might be a great idea to get some kind of fitness expert, maybe local fitness expert on there to help people train for this race. So have tips for running, have tips for biking, how to get in shape in those things, how to properly run, how to diet, um, just help them get along the way. I think that'd be a lot of fun. That'd help you know, improve your community, improve your tribe, and get a lot more engagement uh, through that route. So videos, images, behind the scenes, um, exciting stuff happening in the event, whether you're having a, maybe it's a popular uh, food truck, popular um, beverage, like a popular 
brewery, something along the lines of that. All these things about this event, just to excite people and always lead it back to your registration page. That should be your goal, your drive every time your call to action, either sign up or refer, sign up or refer. So the important thing is to leverage all of those channels. You can't just rely on one channel uh, to do the work for you. You need to use multiple channels because there's lots of different generations of people out there and lots of different habits. And so if you use multiple channels and the channels where your audience is and where they go, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, whether they're watching TV, whether they're in the bathroom, whatever they're looking at on their phone, on their desktop, on their um, tablet, you know, you're there, your message is there and you're driving inspiration and motivation. And so one other aspect I want to talk about is so you market this event six weeks out you use these channels to promote your event and you have your event what comes next it's about measuring the results right so look at all of your marketing efforts look at the data and figure out how well your campaigns did and I don't know whether or not it will be your first event second event third event but it's really important to compare the data to the last events that you've had and if you don't have any other events to compare it to, that's okay. I mean, I think you can pretty much tell how successful you were depending on how many donations you brought in. Maybe you had a goal for the number of donations or registrations before you did this. And so next year when you do that again, you can measure it against that. But from a marketing uh, campaign perspective and the data that's provided from all of this, take a look at your email results your open rates, click rates, conversions rates. Conversions are the form fills, the forwards to the friends. Look at all that compared to last year's and see how that data compares. Is it better? Is it worse? If it's better, why is it better? Try to figure that out and use that for next year. So that's something to do with email. Now when it comes to social media, you need to look at all of the engagements and the insights that's that's provided. So it's the shares, it's the retweets, it's the clicks, it's the followers, it's the comments, it's all of these things that help get word out about your organization, that people, when people are talking about you, that like button, all of these things, measure that compared to last year. Were your social media posts more effective? Did they drive conversions? Did you get form fills from social media? And now important way to track that is, it's not easy to track that is, before they fill out the form, have a little drop down that said, hey, how did you hear about this event? And that's a great way to find out if they heard about you on Facebook, email, through the invitation that you sent them, Instagram, whatever. So you know, hopefully they're honest with that and they fill that out for you. Make it a requirement so you know what channels work, you know which channels different and what you need to improve upon. And so thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful as you go to market and promote your events. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I wish you the best of luck in 2019. And I hope you get a lot of people at your events and hope you meet your fundraising goals at the end of the year and just have, you know, just have a great time elevating your cause and helping people because it's extremely important. What you do is extremely important and valuable 
And I'm just so thankful that there are people out there like you that take these causes and you just take hold of them like a champion and you just love them and elevate them and help truly make a difference in the community or the world and try to motivate other people to help as well. Thank you for being that champion and that person. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Nonprofit Success. If you've learned something new or if you have questions about a specific nonprofit marketing tactic or tip, please feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn. You can find the URL on the main podcast page. And uh, one thing real quickly. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast and share this podcast with other nonprofit leaders or members. It is my goal and purpose in life to inspire a million people to do good. And I plan on doing that just through the knowledge and skills uh, in marketing that I've developed throughout the years. So I just hope that with my knowledge and skills on marketing, I can help nonprofits make a bigger impact and therefore inspire others to take action. So please subscribe and share nonprofit success. Have a great day.